This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 160 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Cowgirls and Clydes. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections is one of those sponsors at equestriancollections.com. Plus, Uncle Jimmy's brand products and Kentucky Performance products. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop, cause it's time again for Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. This is Glenn the Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, howdy, Helena. You survived the hurricane. Yeah, it was only a tropical storm by the time it got to us. But But you lost power for a while, didn't you? Ah, A couple of days, yeah. I mean, you know... When it's the first 24 hours without power, you're like, oh, can't believe we don't have any power. But then you hear about, you know, your neighbors one state over who are going six, eight, ten days with no power. You suck it up and say, hey, it's not so bad. My brother who lives in Connecticut about two hours west of you just across the Rhode Island border um, was six days. They finally got their power back and it went out again that night for two days. So oh. it was like a tease. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the worst. That's where you're like, oh, power. And of course, it always comes back on at three o'clock in the morning when you have every light, the TV, the radio. And <laughs> so it's like things come blaring on in the middle of the night and you get completely startled awake. Now, did you have the flooding that they had all over New England and New York? No, we barely got any rain. Okay. So that was more up in the Vermont. That came a little more inland from you. Yes, the storm did travel um, west, which means the the bulk of it actually hit the New York metropolitan area and then right. up, upstate New York, Vermont, um, New Hampshire. So yeah. we, hmm. we, we dodged a, a bullet, a big one. Yeah, well, th- thankfully for that, you've dodged a couple this year. So let's hope you keep dodging. I know. Well, you know, there was one big one that got me right in the knee. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> let's, let's not forget that one. That's true. I was thinking hurricanes, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hey, we have a fun show planned for today. We're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, and that's the big horses. Uh, we're going to be talking about Clydesdales, but we're also talking about something a little bit later in our Tack and Habit segment that I know you absolutely love. This is a great episode. This is like some of my most favorite stuff, so I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, we're going to hear about company called legacy now are you seriously looking for a quiet riding horse i saw that in your facebook page yes okay. yes are we yes. are we going to go shy away from the uh the half arab uh, half uh uh standard bread saddle bread um you know i yeah i mean he's still in my barn and he's still eating my hay <laughs> you need a nice quiet quarter horse like we have a quarter horse a draft cross standard bread i mean i don't it just has to be Super behaved out on the trails. It just has to be. But it would be nice if you got something too that you could ride and your daughter could ride. She's getting at that age now where, you know, she can ride a horse. So 
Um, it would be nice. Well, she's still little. She needs a pony. She definitely needs a, a pony pony. But Peter, I mean, Peter really needs to get out there and start riding as well. And we have family that come up and guests yeah. and things. So I need a husband horse, um, you know, for all of us. Really. You that's need just, a bomb-proof horse. You need, yeah, you, need a, you, need a, you need a 16-hand draft horse that's just going to be a plug. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Um, you know, They're out there. Yeah, and, and just as long as something that wants to go over the log we encounter and not through it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need. I don't need any, like, you, well, you know. know what? If you a draft horse, it won't matter. They'll just go right through it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to talk Clyde's today. And then we're going to talk about a, a new company that's out there called Legacy that uh, is putting out some pretty neat products that we want you to hear about as well. But first, we're going to have my very quick today uh, tech pick of the week, which is actually a tip of the week. So uh, Facebook has been up to its uh, <laughs> up to its <laughs> changes again without telling anybody. And one of the changes, change yeah, one of the changes. If you're on your Facebook page, there, Helena, um, and if you go to your Facebook page and you go to your home, just hit home at the top. I'm uh, working on it. One yeah. of the things that they changed recently is that uh, you will only see posts from people that you have interacted with recently. Oh, where have you been? I know, but this is just, I just found out about this, which means other people are too. So the quick way to find out whose posts you're seeing, if you're all of a sudden not seeing so many anymore and just thinking people aren't posting, is go down to the bottom of your wall, uh, the main page there, and you'll see edit options. This is at the bottom of your uh, of your, your profile. Page. Yeah, your news feed. Um, and it, your news feed. So your home page. Your home page. If you click home, and you yeah. go all the way to the bottom of all of the posts there that you see, you're going. Oh, okay. See, so yeah, you're going to. It appears on both. Yep, you're going to see an edit options. Okay. Click on edit options and show posts from is a drop down. And it offers you two options, all of your friends and pages or friends and pages you interact with the most. And you'll, you'll want to choose, if you want to see everybody, you'll choose all of the fr- your friends and pages. If you want to see less showing up on your newsfeed, then you can just choose friends and pages you interact with the most. But um, some people, when they made the conversion, it was switched automatically to friends and pages you interact with the most. They didn't know it, and they don't know that they're not seeing everybody's posts. Uh, so that's something that you want to correct, and uh, that means you won't be seeing stable scoop posts either, unless you have interacted with our page. So, ah. so that's why I wanted to make sure you knew about that. Was your set to all? Um, yes, because I got this. I figured this one out a couple of months ago, okay. but um, I was, and but the reason was is I I'm like I haven't heard from so and so or where so and so been. You yeah. know, she's hasn't posted lately. So, um, the other you know. one too that they've made recently is you'll notice that if you were used to putting links into websites, uh, and there was a link button when you posted, there's no link button anymore. So there's only an add photo button, and when you click the add photo, it used to be add photo, add video, add link, uh, where you post your what's on your mind, your update, <laughs> or your status, or you, your status. Yeah, it's not there anymore. So the trick here is this. The problem, if you put a link in your text, it will pick it up and put the link in with the link to that website. But sometimes your links are 10 miles long, right? So (laughs) what you can do is put that 10-mile link into your text. Just put, check out this webpage, paste it in, 
it'll put the link down below your post and then erase it out. It's just a little trick. It'll leave the link to that website in there, but it does not have to be into your text. It just has to show up in there so that they go, oh, there's a link. Put it in there, and then you can go ahead and delete the whole link out. So it's really weird that they just made it harder to do it, basically. Um, I don't know if they were trying to reduce the amount of links to websites or or just because Facebook does what it wants to do. I'm not sure which. Uh, yeah, I don't even ask questions anymore. Yeah, no. I don't have the time to ask questions. I <laughs> so I just... there's a couple of things about Facebook that uh, that you can you can check out there. Okay, so there's my tip of the day. Let's uh, do a commercial here. Uh, for Equestrian Collections, and then let's hop on over to talk about Clydesdales. Do you want to do the commercial? Um, no. Okay. So Equestrian Collections right now, uh, one of the things that they just came out with the other day, if you remember right, Equestrian Collections, when they first started, were 1864. That was the name of the company. And the, one of the, thi- the only thing they did when they first started back in the 90s was oversized clothing, uh, for the larger women. And you could not find oversized riding clothing anywhere. It just didn't exist except at 1864. Well, they just put out a new catalog, an online catalog. You know how Equestrian Collections has all those online catalogs? Mm-hmm. Well, they have a new online catalog called 1864, and it's a new larger women's collection again. So they've taken that, all of the stuff that they have available uh, for, in the larger sizes, and they put it into a catalog. It's a beautiful catalog with the plus-size models and the whole thing. It's just like it was when they used to put out the 1864 catalog. So you can check that out on their website. Go to equestriancollections.com, and you can go to the catalog section. You'll see a whole ton of catalogs in there that you can... You can they're virtual catalogs. You just flip the pages. You know how they have those virtual catalogs now? And the cool mm-hmm. thing is with the virtual catalogs, you can shop from them. If you find a product you like, you just click on it. It takes you right to that product, and you can buy it right there. So check out the 1864 for the larger sizes. If you're in need of that, boy, Equestrian Collections just makes it so easy to buy it. And you can get a discount by using the coupon code HRN, HRN for Horse Radio Network, at checkout. Just put that in the coupon code section, and you'll get $10 off your next order of $120 or more. And, boy, does that fit perfectly. I didn't plan it that way, but it fits perfectly with our next <laughs> guest. She's not a larger size, but her horses certainly horses are. Horses are. So all let's larger talk, than life. Let's talk to Doreen Turco. She is of Kelmar Clydesdales in Virginia. And let's talk about how she got into Clydesdales and what's going on in the world of Clydesdales. Well, hi, Doreen, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. We appreciate you being here. Hi, thank you. Thank you, thank you. This is wonderful. Well, I found you on Facebook, where we find a lot of our guests on Facebook now. Facebook's a wonderful thing that way. Um, We'd like to take a look at breeds every once in a while, and I don't think we've done a Clydesdale yet. So, uh, And they're so cool, I mean, with the feathers and all that stuff. And, of course, they became popular with the commercials. Well, exactly. And and that's it. When we moved to a farm here in Goldvane in 2002... That's Virginia, right? Yep, in Virginia. Um, We bought a farm, and we were trying to decide what to do. Now, who would have ever dreamt all those years ago I would be breeding Clydesdales? I would have never even imagined. Really? You could have picked goats. They're smaller. (laughs) What? 
<laughs> Wait, she's telling a story. No, do you want to know what my husband was really thinking of doing? Alpacas. Well, see, they they were popular. I don't know. I think they're going out of popularity. And right. so, what changed his mind? Yeah. Um, I think when we were researching, you, you know, remember the commercial that used to be on TV, and it was like a little girl, and she's hugging hugging that little tiny alpaca because they try and make them sound out like they're so cute and cuddly. Well, they are cute, but they are not as cuddly as a baby foal. I'm going to no. tell you that they spit at you. <laughs> they spit at you. <laughs> <laughs> they are not. Baby horses are so much better. But, I mean, and honestly, truly, we were just trying to decide what to do. And we've had horses in the past. And actually, they were just Tennessee walkers. You know, when my daughter was younger, we had Tennessee walkers. Um, so we're just trying to decide. So we went from alpacas to doing cattle. I couldn't do cattle because I could not ever send a baby cow off to slaughter, so I couldn't do that. (laughs) Yeah, it gets expensive if you never get rid of them. Yeah, Yeah, right. I mean, and so I just couldn't do that. And then we were thinking horses. So then we went to the horse, and we went back and forth on the horse thing for quite some time because, you know, no matter what livestock you do, once you do it, you are pretty much homebound. You know, the Caribbean cruises and all that are really hard to do. <laughs> you can't true. go anywhere, but it's so true. But, you know, things in your life change. So we decided on horses. So then you have to decide on what type of horse. And, I mean, you, and you said it earlier. Once you see a Budweiser commercial, how can you not fall in love with them? Oh, I know. Especially when that they had that most recent one with the baby yeah. With the baby putting himself in the harness and the two guys pushing the wagon behind him. I was a wreck. <laughs> I was an absolute crying, bawling wreck. And, you know, it's funny because people, more experienced horse owners than me, used to look at babies in the field and go, oh, how cute the babies. And I'd say, oh, yeah, they're kind of like lanky and scraggly looking. I didn't see the cuteness in them until I saw my first Clydesdale baby. Right. Exactly. Suddenly, the cuteness of foals just opened up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, they make you want to write checks, like, here, <laughs> have your own farm. So, did you get a, what'd you get? Did you get a mare first, or what, what'd you get first? Um, well, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it big. So, I bought four on my first go around. <laughs> okay. You, okay, that's seriously. A- yeah, that's a whole yeah. team there. You got a whole driving team right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bought, bought four. Um, three of them came from. I checked around locally, and even though here in Virginia they are becoming much more popular, back in '02 there weren't too many here in Virginia. And there is one farm close by that we did go visit and see, so I could really, you know, get the feel, you know, for the size and. You know, you just kind of stand there in total amazement and go, really? <laughs> I really want to do this. Yeah, you but... kind of started with ponies, you know, just saying. I know. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, every time the fair- farrier comes and we do our trims and some <laughs> shoes, they always say, okay, why didn't you go with a mini? <laughs> but, um, but no, so my first go-around in 2002, bought four mares. Three were from Michigan and one came from Pennsylvania. Um, they came um, on the same truck, so all four came at one time. It was a day before my birthday, so it was perfect. 
And I think when they first opened the door, I think I almost started crying because they were just so beautiful standing in there. Even though they traveled all that way, they were just so magnificent looking. It was amazing. And are they, uh, were they all adults at that point? Um, the youngest was two, okay. and I think the oldest then was eight. So I had very various ages in there. And see, two are bays and two are blacks. Wow, and they all have that blaze, don't they? Yep, yep, yeah. they, they, they do. Helena loves the blaze. Uh-huh, oh, I know. I, I know. Well, that's just where it starts. I mean, you know, nothing beats a Clydesdale for chrome. I mean, they've got it all. They got it's the true. legs. They got the blaze. They got they got it going on. But they also have that nice, solid body. I mean, they look like that's the nice thing about. They have the temperament. They have the looks. They have the security of a well boned horse. I mean, maybe that's just important to you know those of us who ride out in the country. But I don't right. know. So you got these. You you hadn't had much experience with draft horses at that point. What surprised you right after you got them? What surprised me, I'm going to be honest with you, was their temperament. Was honestly 100% their temperament is just, they're just pretty much calm, laid back. It doesn't mean to say you don't have a crazy horse once in a while, but their temperament is just so easy. I love it. So for a first-time person, even though when you look at the size, and I can tell you a lot of people that have come, you know, get very intimidated by their size. Um, even Amy was when she first, you know, came here to help me train and whatnot, was very intimidated just by their size. But once you get to know them and their temperament, when you see a lot of people, you know, describe them as puppy dogs, really, and they, they are. They are just very calm. So what, um, how big are yours? What are they? Your... Um, they're all over 17. I don't, yeah, not, none of them are on, under 17. There's 17 hands and up. I think the biggest mare um, is Raven. She is she is just a big, huge tank. She, she was 18. And now you, you have them broke to drive and ride, right? Yeah, the ones that are broke to drive were broke before we got them. That is like on our list to learn to do is drive. Okay. <laughs> get, get a cart and drive. My whole emphasis was I wanted to breed, I wanted to have babies. Okay. So that's pr- pretty much where we are. So we've gone out o- on the riding because, you know, a lot of people say, you ride them? Well, of course you can ride them. They're, they're fine. Um, if you fall off, it's just a little farther to go. That's all. <laughs> Um, hear that helena yeah but you know helena you're looking for a nice quiet horse here you go i am i you know yeah i you know and i have to be honest with you i've always been afraid of investing um my search time into a full draft horse because i feel like well maybe they're just a little too heavy you know um but that's you know how do you how do you uh, i guess if you're looking for maybe a lighter uh, Clydesdale. Are, do they right. have those? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it, I had one mare, if you're looking at uh, on the website, Tina. Mm-hmm. She was, um, she wasn't as bulky. She was much more slender build. Okay. Um, so, I mean, yeah, and she was, and actually, um, she was probably just at 17, but she wasn't that big bulky. So you have like that mare, Tina, is much more slender versus Raven, 
who is just totally huge. It, I mean, Raven is probably better for a taller person. Right. Yeah, you, you could be about seven foot and you'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. But but yeah, things, Tina's but pretty. Amy, you hot. know, Amy would ride them all, and she was maybe five three. Oh wow! So oh, perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. So but look at Allie. Holy crap! Oh <laughs> 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 yeah. <gasps> oh my god! But she's gorgeous, though. Don't you like all that chrome on her? Yeah, you oh, have one. The alley we're talking about, we, we, have, we forget we're on radio here. The alley we're talking about is uh, more of a paint color, actually. Right. She, she has a lot of chrome. Um, now, so and you, she's and, a big girl. Yes. <laughs> she is. So but you, she is gorgeous. And I'm looking also, I was spending some time on the babies, too, and they're really cute. <laughs> you know, because... Yeah. They're, they're, you got to stop putting links to the, to the guest websites in the show notes, Glenn, because... <laughs> Especially when they're, yeah. they're beautiful horses like this. is just too much of a distraction. Well, now I want to... Wait a minute. I, I d- go ahead. All right. Now, I have to... Now, you know that I'm actually going through a process of elimination. I'm trying to play devil's advocate so I can eliminate all the reasons why I should not get a Clydesdale. What are, if any, um, problems that are specific to the breed? Like, for example, when you have a dog, you know how certain breeds are predisposed to, say, hip dysplasia or a shortened lifespan. Do Clydesdales have any type of um, problems specific to their breed? Um, well, generally, I think, just as with dogs, the bigger the breed, the shorter the lifespan. Mm. And they say Clydes live for, like, 25 years. Okay. I think there has been some clients that have gone further than that. Um, they're easy keepers. And really in as much, I mean, grain-wise, I really don't even feed them that much grain. They are just such easy keepers. So that's a good thing, really. Okay. But then again, I have a lot of pasture, too, so I have a lot of grass. I was going to say, because in the wintertime, we would feed our drafts uh, almost a bale of hay a day. Oh, yeah. Right, right. (laughs) So in the wintertime, right, exactly. And you are about right right about there. That's why we cut our own hay, so at least that cost is down. Okay. But you're right. So in the wintertime, if you don't have pasture, you're right. It's going to be, you know, a half a bale in the morning and a half a bale at night. So that Mm -hmm. can be expensive. What about their feet? How do their feet hold up? Their, their, their feet are fine. If you have, have a good, most of mine, I keep barefoot. Okay. Um, obviously, because they're big, their feet tend to flare out. So you just have to keep that address with good trims. You know, ultimately, shoes are best to help that from not happening. But that's costly. That's yeah, I wanted to trim. say that, too. The farriers yeah. will charge you more to trim their feet, and the shoes are expensive. Right, and that's where you, though, need to shop around a little bit, because some farriers will just... When I This is the honest-to-God truth. When I first got the clients, and I had to find a farrier, and I called um, quite a few. Some of them won't do it. Um, but I got a hold of one guy, and he said, yep, I'll trim them for you. Three hundred dollars for trim. So yeah, for so one horse. Words, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what he was saying was, if you want to pay what I want, I'll do it. But I really don't, don't want to do it. it. <laughs> yeah, right. But if you want to pay my price, then I will. Um, 
jerk. Right now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I have switched farriers a few times. Um, and actual reality, that guy who said that did eventually start trimming my horses for $50. Huh. Okay. That's a few, a few years later, yeah, he did. But anyway, but right now I pay $55 for a trim. I don't know. What's a thoroughbred? Like 35 I guess? I don't know. Well, yeah, think- well, the thing with thoroughbreds is that they keep losing their shoes or their feet are always bad or they have, you know, stone bruises right. and their heels are... I think up. with our quarter horse, we pay like uh, 35 or 40 So you're not too yeah. far off of there. Yeah, and I mean, I pay $40 a trim. Yeah. Yeah, and shoes right now, um, on the gelding, um, when he's being ridden, we'll put front shoes on him, and that's 125 And that's not that bad. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Now, with the um, do do all of your horses keep their feathers? Do you, I'm sure you don't cut them, but do you wrap their legs? Like, what do you do in the spring or in the rainy season to help prevent things like scratches and other gunky things? From oh, good- yeah, I don't even want to go down the road with scratches because that that is just a battle. I I guess that's just the nature of the beast, you know, with you know yeah. a lot of hair on the bottom of the legs. Um, you no, you don't wrap because if you wrap them, then then you're holding the dampness in, right? You know, okay. it's it's yeah, it's crazy. The best thing so it's to something do, you have to deal with. But if you have good, like you have a system, you have a plan for it. Just basically, at least if you're brushing the dirt out, that's helping. You know, just trying to keep them clean, wash them. Okay. Um, but yeah, scratches. Some horses, I some of my horses just seem to be really prone to scratches. Mm-hmm. Some seem really not to be prone. So, and in some of the research that I've done, a lot of times I'm reading that genetics can play a big part in that too. Besides mm-hmm. just being damp, you know, and being that bacteria fungi that's in there that just irritating the skin. So, it what I have found out, it just kind of varies. Okay. So let me ask you, we, we, I always had Percherons, um, of course, very large drafts, just like the Clydes, uh, not, not quite as much hair on ours as yours. But uh, right. So let me ask you, let me go through some of the traits of the Percheron and tell me if the, we're the same with the Clydes. They, were, they would take care of you. Like, they seemed to know if they were accidentally stepping on your foot, and they were apologetic for it. They really were <laughs> conscious of their people. Oh. Um, as a matter of fact, I just got stepped on the other day. By the way, this is 2,000 pounds stepping on you. I just wanted to say yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I was being nice. I was trying to swat the horse fly, and she acts, and normally, you know, those horses eventually figure out that when they got the horse fly on you, they know what you're doing, and you can smack the crap out of them. Right. And they won't budge because they know what you're trying to help them with. But she just happened to sidestep and stepped on me. And honestly, she turned around and looked at me and kind of looked like she said, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I really didn't mean to do that. So, yeah, they're very, yeah. I mean, they, even with the babies, they always know where, where their feet are. And they generally are. I haven't been stepped on, but maybe twice. Now, I, you know, that was probably true. We had them for years, and I, I got stepped on some, but not a lot. And, but, you know, uh-uh. you know, you get stepped on by a horse, and you go, oh, you know, that happens. But when, it, when it's a 2,000-pound animal, it, it, it hurts more. 
So it hurts. Yeah, you feel it. But that's your fault. You know, if you get stepped on, it's your fault because you know we're all responsible for the front end of our own cars. Yeah, so I don't know, but sometimes you just get in those situations where it just happens, and uh, it does. It does but, just but, happen. And, but now the other thing, and you you have your a lot of yours broke to ride. They were so quiet that we used to use them for lessons for little kids. And when I mean little kids, we have pictures of five-year-olds taking lessons on our 18-2 hand Percheron. Right. Yep. And I believe you could do that on, on a well-trained fly, too. Yeah. I, they're just, they just have that temperament. And I know exactly when you said, I got goosebumps, by the way, when you said, opened up the trailer and saw them there, and you realized, these are mine. Uh, right. You know, I know the feeling there because I had the same feeling when we got some of our Percherons and you see them get off the trail and you go, first of all, you go, oh, my God, they're bigger than I thought they were. And, <laughs> right. And then, exactly. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> and then you go, oh, my God, I got to take care of these things. And then yeah. it sinks in and, and you, you go, I own this. You know, this is mine and, and this is going to be so cool. And I'm sure you had the exact same feelings. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I get a lot of people who call um, if they're doing whatever and they're searching, the, you know, the Internet and they don't realize there's some clients, you know, locally to them. And I will certainly have them come to the farm and just come and see, mm. you know. I, I will spend an hour, two hours, whatever it is, and they'll bring their little kids and whatnot. And, and it's fine. It, it's just fun, you know, because, you know... Every horse once in their life, and I think you'll agree with this, needs a little girl to love them. Oh, gosh, yes. Or even a big no. girl. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's we're all little girls inside. Yeah, this is so true. So, yeah, so, and I've done that. And it's just totally amazing to watch the, the little kids, and especially when I take out the shoes or even the girth. You know, and they they ride their little ponies, and they're just looking at this, you know, forty eight inch girl, <laughs> and they're going, "Holy cow!" And you know, the shoes, yeah. So it's just fun. It's just fun. They're they're just amazed. The little kids, I love doing it. Actually, they're the one horse where you can get winded uh, cleaning their feet because they're so darn heavy. <laughs> Just, uh, it's just something else. Well, this has been fun. The website is kelmarclides.com. You're in Virginia, and you have uh, pictures there of your mares and of your stallions and of your foals. And I assume that uh, there are things for sale? Um, yes, yes, yes. I have a hard time selling things, but, yeah, babies are really hard for me to sell. <laughs> but I do sell them eventually. I now, do that. You know, I like to keep them until they're like two. Okay. The babies, because okay. I like working with them. But um, I've sold them younger if someone was looking and I have what they wanted. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, right now there's a gelding to sell. Um, it's too yeah, bad we missed out on Tina because she is gorgeous. Which hmm. one? Tina, right? Hewell Princess Are Tina? You- yeah, Tina. Unfortunately, yeah, she has she has actually been sold. Yep, yeah, she's actually now in Maine. Oh, okay. So she's not too far. Take no, uh, uh-uh. uh, nope. She she is in Maine now. No, I'm looking at one on the baby page for you, Helena. It's Kelmar Charming Charlie McQuaid. Uh, he's my half. Oh. Yeah, he's, he's my... a half thoroughbred, half Clyde, <gasps> and he is pretty. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh he's now, Zaria, crazy uh-huh. cute. 
Yeah, Zaria is and the other knows. thoroughbred Clyde Cross, Zaria. Zaria and Charlie are half-brother and sister. Same thoroughbred stallion, different moms. Wow. She is for sale. Yep, i got to actually get her out there. She's two now. She is absolutely gorgeous, too. <laughs> well, this is great. You can see all the pictures of all those foals at com. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you talking draft horses with us. Oh, can I just say one other thing yeah. before we call it? Yeah, yeah. Um, the Virginia Draft Horse and Mule Association, uh-huh. I just want to give it a quick plug, if you don't mind, because yeah. um, their show is coming up on November 4th and 6th down at the Meadows Event Park um, down there in Doswell, Virginia, near Richmond. And the show this year, they're actually doing it in conjunction with the Econ Extravaganza. Oh, cool. And yeah, so th- this year, right, it's going to be down there with them, so it's really wonderful. And anybody can enter, whether you have a draft, half draft. Mules and donkeys, too? Oh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. mules, yes, yes, all of it. You know, if you go to, to the Virginia Draft Horse Mule Association's website, it's org. Okay, bdhma.org. Mm-hmm. All the information will be on there. Um, you can even, you know, upload the entry forms and sponsorship forms, and it has all the information regarding the show. Um, memberships on there too. You can become a member of the organization. You don't even have to own a horse; just you know, have the love for the drafts and the mules. Mm. Right. And membership is um, very inexpensive. It's like $20 a year for a single person, $30 for a family. And with that, you know, you'll be on their um, email mailing list, and you'll get emails regarding, because members open up their farms and whatnot to do different things like plow days and all kinds of things. It's just a great little organization for, you know, really not a lot of cost to join to get all that information. All right, terrific. And then we'll post links to that in our show notes as well. Thank you very much, Doreen. This Tack and Habits segment is sponsored by Kentucky Performance Products. All horses have individual nutritional needs, and we know that meeting them can be challenging. It doesn't matter if you are a professional horseman or a weekend warrior like Glenn and I. You want to provide the nutrition necessary for your horse to thrive. The experts at Kentucky Performance Products understand this and have developed supplements that target specific needs. KPP's products are formulated to complement today's feeds and safeguard against over-supplementation. Best of all, their supplements work. Nalox, the original equine antacid, has quickly become the product of choice for preventing ulcers from derailing your horse. Nalox can be fed daily to horses in stressful situations or as needed when shipping, competing, or even during stall confinement. Keep your horse comfortable and happy with Nalox. Learn more about Nalox and all the products from KPP at kppusa.com. All right. So today on the Tack and Habit segment, we have something fun for you. And, I, you know, when they wrote to me about this, I said, this is going to be right up Helena's alley. She is going to love this. O period, M period, G period. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. so introduce it. Go ahead. We have today Amy Tannis, and she started a company called Legacy with her friend Jennifer Gray. Now, what does Legacy do? Well, they make pretty cool products that feature vintage photographs of women in 
Um, gosh, all kinds of situations. Yeah. <laughs> They're black and white photos, mostly of cowgirls from the old days in skirts and chaps and rodeos and riding astride. And they're really, they're pioneer women. And um, not only are the photographs beautiful, they, they actually, they make quite a statement with their imagery. But uh, Amy and Jennifer have done a really good job at combining the images with quotes that just, that knock it out of the park. So, um, you know, and these are not girls who, uh, who haven't, who don't have a little cowgirl in them. I mean, Jennifer grew up on horseback in Wisconsin. She had a pony at the age of two and she's been a barrel racer. She's got quarter horses, the whole nine. Amy, uh, a city girl, you know, grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Uh, but she joined a Fortune 500, Fortune 500 company at the young age of 19. Uh, she has her degree from Northwestern, so she's got this, this lovely business background. She did a lot of things in her business career, all while, bat- while battling a rare form of bone cancer. Uh, she's a minister's daughter who's had every bone in one leg replaced four times. Oh. So Amy knows a thing or two about rebellion and tenacity. And I think the combination of Amy and Jennifer's life experiences really comes through in, in the shirts and prints and the images that they have for sale through legacy. So let's, let's get Amy on the line. Well, welcome, Amy. I'm really happy to have a couple of minutes to pick your brain about legacy because I've seen nothing like it in, in the retail world at all, let alone in the horse world. You guys are really... You've come out with quite the message about um, women, haven't you? Well, we're trying. We, um, we're very, you know, Jennifer and I are both really inspired by the message ourselves. And so that's, you know, that's kind of uh, first and foremost what we're trying to convey to everybody. So I'm glad to hear that that's how you're receiving it. And that's definitely been the feedback that we've gotten so far. So, Oh, I mean, the photographs are, you know, as they say, I know it's cliche, but it's true that, um, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words. And the images that you select for your products, for your T-shirts and your prints and your hats, are very powerful alone. But then you have uh, inspirational quotes that go with them, which makes it a double whammy. How do you choose the photographs and then how does the process work to find those those uh, quotes that go with them? You know, it's, it's actually kind of a mixed bag. You know, it's been a long journey of um, a lot of the, it's been a process. We started out initially with selecting photographs that Jennifer actually found um, at a horse show, uh, the National Finals Rodeo. Last year, she was there and fell in love with some pictures that a gentleman was selling, and she bought a big number of the pictures. She basically said, let me take the collection. She brought them home and was showing them to me, and I said, oh, my gosh, these are beautiful. She framed them, put them on her wall. We, we loved them for that and thought we could, you know, people would, we would want to share this with other people. Then, we, you know, I, as I was looking at them, I thought, you know, there's really an empowering feel to these women. Wouldn't it be cool to put them on shirts and then with, like, an edgy or fun saying? And as we started to research the women, we found out that they all have these incredible stories uh, which we've now tried to convey in the tags and the branding of the shirts and the pictures and also on our website. They each have a little bit of a story, which we'd like to share more than we do, but we try to um, include what we can so people can become interested in the in the people that are in the pictures. 
And um, and then the edgy things, that's, a, that's been a fun process. We've done a ton of brainstorming. My mom is a huge supporter, and she's um, just clever and has come up with some of our, our favorite ones. So we've done um, some focus groups. We had um, focus groups in Chicago because we're based – our business side is kind of based out of Chicago. Um, and then North Carolina as well. We've brought in friends and family because that's where we live. Um, and so we've included people to give us ideas, and we've been able to use some of those. So it's been a really kind of collaborative and fun process. I see Gracie, your daughter, Helena, on uh, in one of these pictures. It's the one where the little girl is standing on the pony's butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can just see her doing that. And it says, we're not all ballerinas. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going through these and I'm like, well, which one really should, which one belongs on my back? And it's just so hard to pick because, you know, like... Really, these the the lines are fabulous. For for example, there's one of a cowgirl in in chaps and woolly chaps, and it says "tough" doesn't always come in a pinstripe suit. Uh, I mean, and that's not even my favorite. How about the one where the girl's being thrown, uh, Bonnie McCall or McCarroll thrown from silver? That's perfect for you in your current state. Well, you know what? But then they have one with a line that says it's that photograph, but at least I believe it is bloom where you're planted. Now that would be me. <laughs> but you know, I really I, I encourage people who are listening to this episode to go on to um, the Legacy website, and we will. It's uh, legacy-createyours.com. Again, legacy-createyours.com because you really can't appreciate the uniqueness and the po- the power of these these t-shirts of these messages until you till you see them you're you're going to be like okay I want one for me I want one for my sister I got to get one for my grandmother and then you're going to want to go out and you're going to you want to like join the rodeo you, <laughs> it's because it's it's like you have to say that there's a piece of us there's and and sorry Glenn but this is a, this is a girl thing yeah, I know. there's a piece of every girl who really is tough especially horse girls and, and it's not just horse girls it's life is tough so there's a piece of you that gets toughened up, and that never really gets appreciated, I think. It doesn't get the light sh- shined on it that it sometimes needs. And to me, these messages are that light that shines on that inner toughness, you know, in a fun way. That's exactly what we're trying to convey. So it's great to hear it kind of echoed back because that's exactly what we're trying to convey to people. And it's been it's a fun message, but it also kind of appreciates what women go through to – you know, to get to where they are. And, it, and you don't have to be a cowgirl to be in that situation. I'm, I'm personally not one, but, you know, if anybody's kind of worked their way up or had some, own, uh, some of their own personal struggles, this is, you know, just kind of a fun way to convey that to, to people. So That's you, right. We have, you don't have to be a real cowgirl. I don't want to say real cowgirl, but you don't have to uh, have eaten the, the dirt, literally, <laughs> to have eaten the dirt. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. Well, these are cool. How much are the T-shirts? The T-shirts are thirty nine ninety five. Okay. And um, and I don't know if you I don't know if you guys are aware of our um, what we're doing this month, but we did want to mention it um, for it's Children's Cancer Awareness. It's actually a National Cancer Awareness Month for children, and we are um, we're supporting that by we have a, a T-shirt. It's called our Hero T-shirt, and it has a message about. Um, that everybody kind of who goes through cancer is a personal hero to somebody. And um, we're donating 20% of the proceeds, in fact, we always do for that T-shirt, to uh, an organization called Compass to Care. And um, they are, 
responsible for providing funding for children and families of children who are going through um, cancer treatment and for transportation expenses. So we're um, we're offering that. At a, if anyone purchases one of those shirts, we're offering them a 15% discount um, just on our site for for their total purchase. So we really want to support that because it's a, a it's a cause that's really close to heart for us. And so I did want to mention that too. Well, that's terrific. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. And I'm looking at the hero yep. tee, and it's it, it's a fun T-shirt too. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think we'll have to get ourselves a couple of things. Now, you also offer before we let you go. You also have gallery prints as well. Tell us very quickly about what those are. The um, the gallery prints we um, we've actually you know at really every all of our products we offer prints and shirts and hats and everything we've done we've tried to really focus on the quality of the piece. So for the gallery prints as well, we've really made an effort to do research and um, obtain the copyrights to print, reproduce these photos. We've improved them and restored them and then um, worked with a frame a framer here in North Carolina um, who does conservation framing techniques, which basically makes sure that the prints will, um, the framing will outlast the print itself. And so um, we do... Um, what we call a custom gallery gallery framing and so you can pick what print you want and then we have i think eight different options for frames um, and you can picture you can see what print you like in the different frames there's a variety of sizes and prices and then we're also coming out um this in the next week or two with a smaller size option. So that kind of makes it a little more accessible. If you really like a print, but you don't want to commit to a larger size, we're going to do um, something that's more in the eight by 10 range and it's a little more affordable. So it's kind of, it makes a nice gift or a way to kind of have a print, but maybe you don't want to commit to a big size. Um, okay. So that's kind of, that's kind of what we're doing with the print. And we've got a lot of things that we're still working on for um, down the road. We're interested in, um, we're obtaining some uh, jewelry designs, so we're going to offer that. And then we've got a bunch more prints that we're working on the copyrights to that we'll be releasing. And we've got a ton more shirts with um, with more things that we'll be re- releasing in the next couple months. Well, we are certainly going to keep an eye out for that. You've got a great start. You've certainly hit your mark. And uh, we're, we're going to be big supporters of yours. And, and like I said, we're going to keep an eye out for what you have coming up next on the horizon. So thank you, Amy. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it so much. See, if I know you, you've already ordered your favorite shirt, haven't you? I, I can't decide which my favorite is, so I'm really deciding whether or not I want to spend a $50,000 on T-shirts. <laughs> I think you got to get the one with the little kid up because it just reminds me so much of Gracie. Little I know. Kid that's... standing on the butt doing some Roman riding, uh, little child style. <laughs> no, I definitely think I need the uh, Bonnie McCarroll T-shirt, too. <laughs> that's the one with the... Bonnie in a skirt landing on her head with her horse mid-buck. Yes, that- yes. <laughs> for sure. And, of course, don't forget the uh, Hero T-shirts for, uh, that they're donating for Compass to Care. So uh, mm-hmm. that's also there as well. And the website will be posted on our show notes. It's legacy-createyours.com. Good job, Amy. She was very perky. I, it, she was great. Yeah, she did a terrific job. So thank you for joining us today. And, of course, you know, the other thing that's great is Uncle Jimmy's brand products. Uncle Jimmy's has terrific treats and horse products for your horse. Your favorite, I think, is the squeezy buns. You love Uncle Jimmy's mm-hmm. buns. I do. I do. 
Thanks, Uncle Jimmy, for making great buns. <laughs> and uh, the squeezy buns are great because they're individually packaged, so they say really fresh. And they're kind of squishy, so they're perfect to put medicine in. They're, they, they are the best for putting medicine in. If your horse is just one of those that doesn't like to you know, have pills shoved down his throat, then uh, he'll definitely like it with, in a squeezy bun. Just put it in there, and they'll gobble them up, and you won't have that problem anymore. Squeezy buns are available at stores all across the country, as well as at their website at uncle-jimmies.com. And you're also going to want to check out all the other great products, his hanging balls, his pecker wreckers, and... Uh, you just have to go to his website because it's fun, too. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> that's uncle-jimmies.com. Well, that's it. We're going to be back again next week with another great episode. I'm hoping next week, Helena, that we're going to talk about yoga. Yoga is becoming huge with the professional riders today. I love yoga and can't wait to start practicing again. I just need the clearance from my physical therapist. It's the best thing since sliced bread. Now, have you ever done sweaty yoga? Yes. Okay, because uh, Tammy is are the host of the Western Radio Show. She is really into sweaty yoga now. Uh, you know, there it's. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I want to be in a room with other like twenty other hot, sweaty people. They apparently uh, crank it up to like one hundred and ten degrees in there, and then you're all in there sweating and smelling and you know doing yoga. It, you know the I you know there's a whole bunch of different theories behind why the hot yoga works. I'm not a big fan of it. I don't believe that it does everything it says it does but some people actually they really like it they enjoy working in those conditions so if you enjoy it then go for it because it's going to keep you coming back me on the other hand i don't even want to look at you if if, the smell no i can't do it (laughs) you know we've talked about uh diets and and things here too on the show and on tack and habit show and uh tammy has lost a ton of weight she oh, has, good for her. Yeah, she really has, and it's it's a combination of doing sweaty yoga, and she's taken up doing five mile races. Um, oh my god, is there anything that girl doesn't do? She's uh, amazing. She's an overachiever. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she did. She said that. She admits it. Yeah, she admits she's an overachiever. I'm not uh, yeah. calling her out on that. So yeah, she does. Uh, she does these road races now, like running races, and without a horse. And of course, she's still doing her mounted shooting and everything. But she also got into the sweaty yoga, and she goes twice a week. And it's not sweaty yoga. It's hot yoga. Or Bikram. I think, I don't, I don't know. They I forget kind. what it's called. We call it sweaty yoga. I like, yoga. I prefer clean and dry yoga. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a huge fan of it. I, I think one of the things that if you are a, a horsewoman or a horseman, horseman, um, and you've not tried yoga yet, here's what I will say is that the simple act of, It's not really contorting your body, but it's movements that engage just about every muscle in your body, whether it's stretching it or relaxing it or engaging it. And it feels good. It's like getting a massage without the massage therapist. It's you, you go, you know, I remember sticking my arm like under my, I I don't know, I was twisted up some way and I went, oh my God, I didn't know I even had muscles there that needed to be stretched. And boy, does that feel good. And it's so easy to do. So I definitely suggest everybody go and check out their local yoga class because you'll get hooked. Well, because hooked. And then you get back on your horse the next day and you're, you, you, your horse is like, ooh, where have you been? <laughs> Let's make an appointment for you to go back tomorrow. <laughs> you're not crooked anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to hope to talk about yoga and how you can uh, incorporate yoga into your riding too next week. So there's something completely different for you. 
Yeah. Uh, so, and then the, the week after that, so boy, do we have variety this month. The week after that, the week we're on vacation here, the week of the 19th, we're going to have a, one, a very rare girl on who is one of the very few full-contact jousters in, in, the, in the world, actually. Uh, she's a female full-contact jouster, and uh, she goes to competitions, and she also performs at Renaissance fairs. But uh, there, apparently she's one of very, very few that wears the full armor and does full-contact jousting. So... I can't wait to talk to her. That's kind of up my alley. I love that stuff. So, Yeah, full contact anything is a little scary. But, hey. <laughs> All right, you want to see if we can get the ending of the show correct this week? Let's give it a try. Uh, you did the first line. I'm going to tell everybody that if they want details about today's show, they can log on to StableScoop.com, and there you will find links, photos, and more information about today's guests. We do love your feedback, so please send it on to us. You can follow us on Facebook. Just look for us under Stable Scoop. We also send out some tweets under Horse Radio. You can find me on Facebook as well, Helena B-E-E. And I think that's my part. What's your part? Many thanks to our sponsors, Equestrian Collections, Uncle Jimmy's, and Kentucky Performance Products. And also be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Well, Helena, we didn't screw it up, and that's it for this week. We still have a couple of lines to go, Glenn, but (laughs) yes, that's plenty for this week, and there will be more next week. Well, I think that's a first in three years. It is a first. It's only taken us 160 episodes to get it right. I know. We still had to modify it. We couldn't do it exactly as written. (laughs) We had to change it up a little bit. Bye, Helena. Duck when the storms come. Yeah. We'll see you soon, and have fun. All right. 